Well, I have in my pocket here a Bluetooth headset, uh, something that I've used for many, many, many years before cars had, you know, the built-in speakers and stuff. And I still have to use one of these because my, uh, am I on here? Yeah, because my system in my car doesn't work that well. I got a speaker that's funky and it just doesn't work out right. So I still use one of these. Uh, or if I'm just happen to be on a long phone call and don't want to have my phone in my in my hand all the all the while. So this is kind of important thing to me. Um, I bought one of these. Uh, my older ones were not working right, and so I bought a new one. And I was uh, taking a little trip the other day uh, to see uh, Jeff and Maureen, and I put it on the trunk of my car and uh, drove down the road. And uh, uh, never to be seen again was Bluetooth. Uh, fortunately, I was able to open up my phone, tap about four or five buttons, and the very next day, get another Bluetooth delivered to my door. I got to tell you, um, you know, it, it costs a little bit for that kind of convenience, but I like that kind of convenience. I like that kind of technology, right, to be able to uh, just in a day or two uh, get something delivered uh, to our door. Um, yes, we pay a little bit more for, you know, be it Amazon Prime or Walmart or uh, DoorDash or whatever it is. But as I think about convenience this morning and the cost of convenience, uh, we may be paying a much higher price. Uh, let me tell you what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about financially. Um, convenience is habit forming, isn't it? We like to get things fast. We like to not waste a lot of time uh, and effort. And yet, when you look at life in general, right, there are a lot of things uh, in life, important things that take time and effort, right? Good health takes time and effort. There is no magic pill. There is no superfood. There is no uh, little appliance that you can just, you know, do this and, and have six-pack abs by the next day. It, this stuff just doesn't, no matter what television says, uh, this stuff just doesn't exist. Good health and strong muscles and stuff, that all takes time, doesn't it? Strong marriages take time, take effort, take energy. You don't just coast uh, and have a strong uh, marriage. Uh, saving for retirement, right? You don't just, uh, as, as much as people like to shell out one, two, five, ten dollars a week on lottery tickets, Chances are it's not going to happen. Saving for retirement takes time, takes effort, slowly built up. The book of Proverbs has a lot to say about this kind of principle, uh, the value of hard work and time versus a lot of the get-rich-quick schemes that we like to uh, uh, look at these days. Um, and it's not just the uh, building of a savings account for a rainy day or stay, staying out of debt. It's the character that it builds in us. Being able to wait, being able to, you know, it, for those, 
Um, I, I, was, I was just at a graveside service yesterday, um, and a young man talking about his grandfather teaching him the value of hard work. Um, those kind of those kind of ethics that build character versus somebody that just gets something handed to them, right? It's those inner qualities, uh, things like patience, determination, commitment, and as my dad used to call it, stick to itiveness. Right? Ever hear that word? Um, setting a goal, not giving up. You know, being able to ride out the setbacks, all these things that make us stronger and more resilient as human beings, all these things that just getting things, you know, boom, 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 kind of takes away from that kind of thing. And our faith is no different. As you know, we, we, you, you, you don't just say a sinner's prayer one day, ask Jesus into your heart and become spiritually mature overnight. It doesn't happen, Right? At least it didn't happen with me. I, some of you, I don't know. It just, uh, but no, true spiritual health is like true physical health. It's a day-by-day making good choices. What we do or do not feed our spirit, right? What we bring in through our eyes, through our ears, feeding our hearts day after day. Whether or not we exercise. Did you know that you have spiritual muscles uh, in, in the same way as, as other muscles? You either exercise them and make them stronger or you neglect them and they get weak. For example, uh, a couple of years ago, I um, and you'll remember this maybe, Will, I, I was just goofing around with Will and I went to throw a fake punch at him. You know, I was going to stop. You know, I wasn't actually going to hit him. But my goodness, that guy is like a like a cobra. I mean, he blocked that thing so fast and so hard. I will never ever try that again. Um, but you know the awareness that he has. Why? Through training, through exercise, the awareness that is there when he saw that punch coming. Right to be able to just jump into that and block that thing. Slicker than a hound's tooth, as my dad used to say. Um, wow. Likewise, um, we have the ability built into us to commune with God, to hear God's voice, to discern God's voice from the other voices in the world, things like that, right? The more time that you and I spend in prayer listening to the Lord, the more time that we spend in God's Word, right? learning his thoughts, and we are developing those spiritual muscles so that we can more readily hear the voice of God. When you and I feel those little nudges, when God says, you know, why don't you go across the street and help your neighbor out, or why don't you do this over here or this over here, the more that we immediately say yes, right, the, the quicker we're developing the, the ability to hear the voice. How many want to hear the voice of God? I mean, there's a lot of voices out there, but especially in the difficult times, we need to hear from the Lord, don't we? Because you know, we're confused, don't know what's going on, we're frustrated, we need to hear from God when we're in a tight spot. Many of you will remember 
Um, I shared the story how our youngest son, in a split second, took his walker for a test flight down the cellar stairs, um, 13 stairs down to a concrete floor and a fractured skull. Absolutely the scariest day of my Still hits you, doesn't it? Scariest day of my life. As you can imagine, in that time, my emotions and my thoughts were off the charts. You know, I am just, just got to get him to the hospital, got to do this, got to do that, what's going on with my son? You know, all those thoughts and everything else. And uh, so, you know, we get to the hospital and, and, and you know, the doctors and this and go check him out and take him in for it. And the first hospital couldn't do it, so we had to transport him to the second hospital where they could get a CT and the whole, you know, the whole nine yards, see what's going on. And, and I'm sitting there in, in the emergency room, again, just all kinds of thoughts and emotions and everything else. And as I began to pray, the Lord spoke to my heart. And I, I don't know how he broke all, through all that, right? But in the midst of the craziness, he broke through. And he spoke to my heart, and he told me exactly how to pray. Brought a couple of scriptures to me, specific scriptures, how to uh, pray in that situation. And long story short, my son is fine. Never had an ill effect out of that at all. Um, matter of fact, it was so nice to... To when he came home from college and was doing backflips because he was on the basketball cheer team and, and uh, you know, just um, brilliant kid. Um, uh, so he, he's fine to this day. But how, how was the voice of the Lord able to break through all the craziness is because of the exercising that I had done for many years in prayer. And in the scriptures, it wasn't me. You know, I'm I'm no Superman in any of this, just because I have the title pastor. Um, no, you got to exercise, seeking the Lord, getting into His presence, discerning that voice over time to be able to have it come through when we really, really need it. Uh, last week we started to look at James chapter one. Let's look at that again. James chapter one beginning of verse 2, says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. We talked about joy, that deep inner joy that comes from ultimately trusting our faithful God for the end result, right? It's not just, oh, a trial, this is wonderful. No, it's a deep inner joy, trusting in the Lord. We talked about the testing of our faith. We talked about how God uh, uses the circumstances and the situations in our lives to reveal where we really are at spiritually, um, who or what we're really looking to for our peace, our hope, our strength, right? For our wisdom. And He doesn't do that to condemn us, right? He already knows all those things anyway, but he also knows that anywhere else we go for hope, for peace, for strength, for wisdom is going to let us down, right? Because he's the one who ultimately has what we need. So when we see that and we see we, we chase this down and it doesn't, doesn't do what we thought it was going to do, then we tr turn back to our true source and see his faithfulness in our lives. And as we see this, um, 
We, we, we see it especially over and over uh, in, the, in Old Testament Israel. Right? Hebrews says that these things were written as examples to us. Um, their history uh, written for us, this, this testing of their faith. They would, uh, they would walk with God for a while, and then they would start to go after other gods, the gods of the nations around them. And they would go down that road, and God would warn them through the prophets, don't go that way, I'm telling you, it's not going to work out. They'd go that way, and they would face problem after problem, and then they'd finally repent and get back uh, with the Lord. But this testing of our faith uh, is also spiritual exercise, because James says that it produces something called steadfastness. Every time that you and I go through trials, difficulties, and we decide to hold on to God and hold on to His promises, we become more steadfast in our faith, more spiritually resilient, stronger. But it's not a quick process, unfortunately, the way we look at it. Uh, I was telling just someone just the other day uh, how we made it through several months while I was in Bible school. Um, wish I could say I handled it perfectly, but at one point I just could not keep it all going. I had a couple of part-time jobs, and, and I was going to school, and I had four kids, and it was just, you know, I was staying up late studying. I, I was a mess. <laughs> um, it was just too much. And uh, I had reached my limit, and I, and I sought the Lord, and I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, do what I've called you to do, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. And I wrestled with that decision. Uh, wh wh what do you mean? Now, you just want me to focus on school, and you're going to provide for me. This is tough for me, Lord, because you know you've called me to provide for my family, and if I don't take care of my family, I'm worse than an unbeliever. And the more I would pray, the Lord you know, just impressed on my heart. I want you to focus on your schooling. I said, okay. I let go of the, the uh, part-time job, and uh, within 48 hours, I had a check in the mail for $1,000. Oh, well, this is cool. Thank you. You know, confirmation, right? So that got us through, and uh, so then another month goes by, and about the 25th of the month, there it is in the mail, check for $1,000. I went, wow, this is okay. I guess, I guess I did hear from the Lord. Wow, this is, this is wonderful. Um, the next month, about the 28th, there was a check. Oh, wow, wow, this is, thank you, Lord. The next month, 25th goes by, the 28th goes by, the 30th. There it is. Whew, okay, wow. I'm going to try to speed this up a little bit. Then the 30th went by, and then it was like the 5th. It's okay. Well, we're still in the grace period. All right. And, and, and I got to tell you, truthfully, I, I got to about three weeks, and I started sweating bullets. I knew the mortgage, you know, was coming up. And uh, I, I wish I could tell you that from that very first check, Ron was just like, no problem, the check's coming, you know. No, I was, I was sweating bullets. And when that went to the fifth, you know, I was a mess. Um, and then the one time when I remember the grace period was up, 
it's, and I'm on my knees with the Lord saying, God, you know, I thank you for what you've done, but it's after the 14th, and now we are in trouble. We actually got a foreclosure notice um, on, uh, th that came to the house, and, and I, you know, okay, what is going on? I missed it. God, God you know, whatever. I did something wrong. God, you know, all those thoughts and everything else. And, uh, and I, I remember... Go, driving to school that day and just crying out to the Lord, Lord, you know, we've missed the grace period and, and uh, now, you know, w w the testimony is gone. You know, I've been telling people how faithful you are and how we haven't missed a payment and now we're, we've missed a payment and, and, and now the testimony is gone. I, I don't know what to do. And I remember clear as a bell how the Lord answered me. He said, Ron, he said, when did I put you in charge of my reputation? You don't make this stuff up, right? I it just what? Um, I said okay, and then what? Another couple of days, the the check came, and uh, uh, I think that was like the second to last, or or maybe even the last one um, that came in and and got uh, done with that semester. But um, the interesting thing was is that okay, we had that looming. Uh, payment that we missed and so a couple of years later when it was time for us to to move by another house we thought well this, this could be difficult and Kate and I were both shocked when we sat there with the with the real estate and they checked our credit and we had excellent credit I mean to the point where this guy is commenting on wow you have really really good credit and it's like Suddenly, we were brought back to that day. All right, we missed a payment, but somehow in all of it, God worked it out. You know, he was, he was faithful to the end in this thing. And so the point is, well, first of all, that you, yours truly sweat bullets, right? I wrestle with the same thoughts that everybody else wrestles with. I prayed, you know, where is God? Uh, is he going to come through? Um, making contingency plans in my head. If he doesn't do this, I got to do this. I got to do that. I can do the other thing real quick. And and uh, going back to prayer and what am I missing? And going into God's word and 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 you know getting back into His promises and back to reminding myself how faithful God has been in the past. Um, and sometimes doubting, and sometimes holding on by the skin of my teeth. I go through trials. I go through struggles just like everybody else. And we're all in this same boat together. You know, you're in the midst of something and it's not good and it's confusing and it's frustrating and you pray, and where is God in all of this, right? Um, but one of the things that we learn is that God is in those difficulties with us. And he is using those things to produce something in us called steadfastness. He's producing that character in us, um, causing us to really have to do some soul searching and see where our faith is really at, and then encouraging us to hold on, hold on in all of it. The more that we go back to him in prayer and say, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I don't get this. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. But you're my hope. You're my help. You're my strength. The more that we do that, the more that we open up 
word and and we say okay god you you have promised these things to me i'm standing on this word you know come what may we begin to build this quality of steadfastness and james says uh, verse 4 he says and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing what does that mean let steadfastness have its full effect zero in on that word let let steadfast that means we're going to have to let trials play out as much as we don't want to as much as it it hurts and whether it's physical pain whether it's emotional pain or whatever it's uncomfortable it's hard to walk through these things we've got to let it play out knowing that God has his hand on us, knowing that he is with us, knowing that he is going to be faithful through it. But we're going to have to walk in this thing if steadfastness is going to have that full effect. As we see nothing happening, as we're confused, as we're frustrated. Let's define steadfastness this morning. Steadfastness is the ability to hold on and stay the course when there is opposition from without and fears within. I think I might be quoting a hymn, right? Fears within. Um, holding on. And for us as Christians, holding on means holding on to the Lord, doesn't it? Trusting in Him. No matter what our eyes see, no matter what our ears hear, uh, no matter how our body feels, Right? I'm not saying to deny what our body's feeling. I'm not talking mind over matter, Christian science, you know, anything like that, um, like, like some do. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying take the Psalm 3 approach. In, in Psalm 3, David is surrounded by his enemies, and he says this in verse 1, uh, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising up against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. Selah. That word selah, when you see it in the Psalms, means ponder this. Pause and ponder this. You know, David is seeing this scene before him as his enemies are surrounding him. He's got a small band and there's an army, you know, coming against him. And uh, we need to recognize that we're not denying that there's bad things happening. We're not denying the pain <laughs> in our kidney. We're not denying the financial problem. We're not denying the relationship problem. You know, it's there. It's real, right? But, but you, O oh Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Do you see it? We're acknowledging this is happening, this is real, this is a struggle, this trial, this pain, it's real, but so is God. And so is His goodness, and so is His faithfulness, and so are His promises. They're very real, and so we hold on in the midst of the struggle and the trial and the pain and anything else that's going on. We hold on because He is who he says he is, and he is faithful. We stay the course. We stay the course. What does that look like? It looks like continuing to pray, continuing to seek the Lord and his word, expecting to hear from him as we read. 
continuing to stand upon those promises, expecting God to show up. Why he hasn't shown up yesterday when I wanted him to, I don't know. But he's coming. He's coming. Because he is faithful. And he is going to help me. He is true to his word. So it looks like continuing to stand and also resisting the temptation to complain. Uh, I, I did this <laughs> uh, with this kidney stone. How you doing? Um, hmm. And it's like, well, I can either exalt the pain or I can exalt the Lord here in my response. What am I believing? What am I hoping? Right? So I'm going to focus on that. Interesting thing uh, in all of this, my older brother, who's had a number of kidney stones, um, uh, and I was, you know, talking to, uh, he, he developed one right in the middle of mine. And uh, he, he doesn't know the Lord, doesn't want to know the Lord, doesn't want anything to know. He passed his in three days. And I'm still working on two weeks. You know, it's like, okay, now what's wrong with this press? You know, so, so then you look at that and you go, why? Oh, did, did I say the word why? You know, so what's, what's going on, Lord? My, my agnostic brother uh, passes his in three days and I'm still waiting. You know, so again, the thoughts, right? We battle those thoughts. Why, God, did I do something wrong? Are you mad at me? What, you know, are you going to... All those things, right? Coming against... Holding on. Coming against... Holding the course. Praying. Trusting God. Seeking His Word. So I can either dwell on those thoughts or I can get my eyes and ears back into the Word of God and say, I don't know why, but God's going to be faithful. He is going to, going to be true in this. He's going to get me through. Um, funny, the, the one morning after my brother tells me his past, and, and now suddenly the pain uh, that I hadn't had in a number of days is back, um, and I... As, as, as I'm thinking about this, the words to Great is Thy Faithfulness, uh, that song, you know, comes to my mind. And, and it was probably pretty funny as I'm bouncing up and down in pain trying to sing Great is Thy Faithfulness in faith, right? Probably, probably look kind of goofy. Um, but a determination rose in my heart. Yes, God. You know, I, I, I see it. I don't hear it. I don't feel it. Um, but you are faithful. All I've needed, your hand has provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And I began to sing to the Lord. And again, that, that determination to hold on uh, rose up in my heart. And again, I, not because I'm the pastor, not because I did it right. You know, I struggled right along with everybody else. But... Like I said, that, that determination. I'm in the middle of preaching this, Lord. I guess this has to work out, right? Um, determination to hold on, to trust Him in the midst of it, right? So, um, 
within two hours of singing that little song, I passed my stone. And uh, I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. You know, that's awesome. Um, so trials are not fun. And we're going to face them. We're, if we're not in one now, we're going to be in one at some point in our lives. Um, but just know that you know that you know that God is in it with you. He saw it coming. He knew what was going to happen. He has entered into that thing for you and for me. And he is going to be there. He is... Um, He is, he is poised to help us. He has a purpose in it. He has, uh, remember when, when Paul had his thorn in the flesh and he pleaded with the Lord, take this away from me. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. He has grace for us in whatever that situation is, so whether it's strength to ride the thing out, whether it is the miracle that comes through when it comes through, whether it's a supernatural peace, uh, whether it's wisdom in how to deal with the situation. God has provision for us, grace for us in the midst of the situation. you got to hold on. Trust Him. Trust Him through it. Uh, some trials are going to be easier and quicker. Thank you, Lord. Some are going to be harder and some are going to be longer. But let that steadfastness have its full effect. Know that God is 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 not gonna not gonna drop you, but he is going to um, uh, in that thing build that steadfastness in you. He's going to build your faith. He's going to make you stronger. He's going to make you more resilient. And and it's not just for you because what does that do? That 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 puts us in a better place for the next trial that comes down the road, right? Because we're going to have another one or two or three or 175, right? Um, it's going to happen. Um, but he wants to build us strong. He wants to build our faith. He wants to build our trust. He wants to strengthen our connection with him so that we can hear his voice when we're in a tough spot. And not only doing those things in us, but as Paul said, so that we can then comfort those in other situations with the comfort that we've received. As God strengthens us, as he meets us in trial, then we can come alongside someone else that's going through a hard time and say, hey, I, I know what you're going through. I, I, I hear you. I'm with you. And uh, let me tell you how God you know, met me in the midst of my, I'm going to pray with you, and we're going to trust God together that he's going to get you through this, and uh, God will reveal his faithfulness uh, in their lives as well. So you're not alone. God's in it with you. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Part of that purpose is to strengthen us in our faith and in our relationship with him so that we are even better prepared when the next one comes down the road. Let steadfastness have its way. It's not fun. It's not pretty. Um, but there, there's another way that the, the body of Christ, you know, can come together and pray with one another and help each other through these things and, and remind each other God's faithful. He's going to get us through. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, in this fallen world of ours, 
you know there are trials, there are struggles. Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Lord, you did overcome. You overcame and you made it so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could be reconciled in a relationship with you, so that we wouldn't have to stand on our just our, our human resources and our human wisdom, but that we would have you in those trials. The sovereign God working all things together for our good. Thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray, Father, first of all, if there's someone who has not received that initial first gift of salvation, the gift of the forgiveness of sins, the gift of a reconciled relationship with God, that they would open their heart to you even now and say, Lord, I want that. I need that. I want to know you as my Lord and Savior. I want you in my heart and in my life. If that's you, just, just say that to him in your own words. He is so gracious, so forgiving and kind. Jesus said, open that door, I will come in. But also if you are in the midst of a trial, a struggle, a little one, a huge one, I hope you've been encouraged to hold on today. And just say this in your heart. Say, Lord, my hope is in you. My trust is in you. I thank you that you are with me in this trial, that you have grace for me. You know my thoughts, my weaknesses, my doubts, my fears. I will trust in the Lord my God. Many rise up against me, but you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. And I praise you for in Jesus' name. And all God's family said, Amen.